Welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and Personal Financial Specialist, Phil Putney. Now let's get rolling with today's show. Back here for the second half of our podcast, Until Debt Do Us Part with Phil Putney from Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts. Once again, having these conversations about investing, finance, and retirement, hopefully sharing some fun nuggets of information and different things to get us thinking about uh, stuff that might uh, come down the pike as we get closer to or even into retirement. And so, Phil, still on vacation. So we're uh, still on vacation. Part two. That's right. Well, we filmed them back to back because, you know, so you can have some fun vacation time as well. So we knock these out. We usually do them two at a time anyway. Uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, I wanted to kind of finish up this conversation. It's kind of a fun one, really, because, you know, couples clearly are going to fight about a lot of things and money's usually number one. Uh, yep. And a lot of times those fights happen, obviously, you know, early on in marriage and and raising kids and, you know, yeah, all until that you kind get of it stuff. all worked out, you know, and get, get any of your system figured out. Yeah. And, and then it kind of smooths out, I think, for a lot of people, especially through the 40s and in the 50s. But then they kind of can come back again when we get a little closer to retirement because of some of the things that we've talked about on our list here. So, right. we, we, you know, we you, first you enter that next phase. So it's all new again. You got to yeah. work through some of the, the details, so. some of the details. Right. So we covered five on the prior podcast. You don't have to listen to the prior one to listen to this one and vice versa. But go check it out. I think the first five, Phil, to me, are kind of the biggies. Yeah. For couples, yep. these next five, I think, can happen, but they're also just good points to, even if they might not necessarily be uh, food for fights necessarily, they could just be, you know, places you want to get worked out for sure. Right. Right. You know, so let's, let's start with the emergency fund, uh, okay. just how much to have. Okay. Mm-hmm. Again, one person, uh, think about what is it? The sleep number beds, right? Yeah. So if yep. you got a They've sleep got number, number bed, yep. yeah, you might be like a 40 and, you know, and, and, and he or she's like a 70 or something like that. Well, with the money yep. in the, in the savings account, right? Maybe one person wants to see, um, I don't know, you know, 50 grand in the, in the, in the checking account. Right. And the other person's like, that's just way too much. We, you know, yeah. we don't need to do that or whatever the case is. So you've got to find that limit that makes each person be able to sleep at night, but then also, also at the same time, not be having your money do nothing for you. Right. And, and, you know, it comes down to running the numbers to see if, if it hurts the plan, you know, I mean, having too much money in the bank drives me crazy personally, just because it, you're never keeping up with inflation. Right. Um, you know, now granted you need an emergency fund that that's Absolutely. its purpose. It's not meant to grow and it's meant to be liquid in there when you need it. But I mean, I have run into scenarios where, you know, one of the spouses is very attached to that, that number of what they've got in the bank, you know, whether it's 50 or a hundred thousand, whatever it is right? that they just like to see it there every month. Cause it makes them feel good and comfortable that, you know, if, if everything goes bad, then at least I've got this, you know, but Again, it's one of those scenarios, understand the pros and the cons, have the discussion. You know, I mean, if, if it really, if you don't need all of that money to, to actually work for you and, and make the rest of the plan work, it might be fine just to help the one spouse be more comfortable and confident in retirement to, yeah. to leave it in the bank. Yeah. And so, maybe you can find yeah. a, a happy number. You or know, a compromise and, and, in between of, you know, maybe if it's a hundred they, they have there now and that's what they're really comfortable with. Well, maybe, you know, let's start paring that down. And as they start to see what this retirement thing looks like, because very often the, the, that's really the challenge, right? I mean, they, they've got, it might be the spouse that pays the bills. So they, they see the money coming in every single month from the paychecks and they know all the bills and they, can handle that. So they just like they they're in their groove, so to speak. 
Right. You know, so now we're in retirement. It's a totally different scenario. Where's the money coming from? They're not comfortable with where all these income streams and I gonna have enough to pay the bills. And so that's their cushion. So you can find a compromise on that, but, yep. you know, also try to try to approach it with a little bit of, you know, uh, putting your money to work for you as well. So if you're the spouse that yes. really wants to see yeah. a large number and that large number is not doing anything other than making you feel better at night, then maybe have that compromise to your, to both of yours retirement plan and say, okay, how can we, you know, maybe, maybe make some more money off of this or, or make it work yeah. for us better, you know? Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, charitable contributions. So uh, here we're talking about, you know, giving money away, right? So mm-hmm. one may be very charitable minded. One may not be nothing right. wrong with that. Right. One may love to, you know, maybe tithe or, or is maybe way more involved with the church. Give to their you know? the university. They, they, or you know, the university or, from and they're very attached. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a lot of charities that, that, um, that can be out there and you can be involved in. But again, it comes down to having that discussion. Yeah. Cause if the other person is going, Hey, don't give my money away. We worked on this. This is our money. Right. We're right. Right. We say for this. And, yeah. Right. You know, yep. that's going to be a little bit of a source of contention. Now, more than likely you're both not super far apart in this area. Right. But it could just also be just the efficiency of how you contribute. How can we do right. this efficiently and maybe be tax efficient? Right. And oftentimes this discussion probably has worked itself out to some extent early on, because yeah. I mean, this, this isn't unique to retirement. I mean, this, if, if you've been charitably inclined all your life, you're, you're not all of a sudden not going to be typically in retirement or vice versa. Right. You know, but I mean, there, it can mean some changes. Maybe your income is going to shift and it's going to decrease a little bit. So the amount you give might have to change and decrease. Maybe instead of giving as much, you volunteer more, you give more of your time, you know, so I mean, there, Great point. there's, there's ways around to make both spouses comfortable and satisfied with that decision. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. So let's go from, from uh, giving money to receiving it for this next mm-hmm. one here, uh, maybe an inheritance. Now I could still see this one being an interesting point of contention, no matter what your yes. age is. Um, yep. So let's say uh, uncle, uh, uncle Beauregard, <laughs> he passes away and he leaves you. Uh, I don't know why I picked that name and he leaves you, you know, $50,000 or something. Well, you know, maybe the one person that that's their actual uncle says, Hey, let's, let's buy a camper. Uh, let's buy a boat. Let's do one of those frivolous things that we really haven't done for ourselves. Right. And the we other, haven't been able uh, to enjoy yet. Yeah. And the other person says, well, wait a minute, why don't we pay some more of our debt down or, or whatever the case is. Right. So you could certainly get into a fight and then you kind of get, well, it was my uncle, not yours. So I, yes. you know, that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. So, oftentimes that comes into it. So. Right. So maybe it's worth having, you know, Hey, look, if we do get a windfall of any kind where it doesn't have to be uncle Beauregard, uh, it could be, you know, whatever. Uh, but what do you do if you get a windfall? Maybe you should have those conversations as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and personally how we handle inheritances is, you know, unless, and, and I don't want to say a guarantee because nothing's really a guarantee, but unless there's a, a really high probability that, that this money is going to be there. I generally don't like to build inheritances into a retirement plan just because you don't know. Yeah. Especially if it's coming from a parent, because unfortunately, as we age, you know, we potentially need more care, long-term care. And, and unless that parent has enough for sure that there, there's no way they're going to spend it all, they might need that money, you know? So you don't want to build that into your plan and start thinking ahead of, Hey, how, you know, what are we going to do with this? You know, so my recommendation is first, don't build the inheritance into the plan unless it's a, you know, almost an absolute guarantee. 
Right. Yeah. But even so, yeah, it's, it's worth having that discussion to say, Hey, if we do get this, what do you want to do with it? You know? And if it's one of the spouses, I mean, it's going to be one of the spouses, close relatives, parents, aunt, uncle, whatever it is. More than likely. Yeah. You know, granted they, they probably have more say in it, so to speak. But yet at the end of the day, if you're a couple married couple, you should be working on this together because it's yours. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so compromise, you know, just like the, kind of the whole, the whole couple of shows really comes down to discussion and compromise. Oh Have yeah. The discussion theme. up front. Yep, yeah. The theme and then be willing to compromise on both sides. Okay. All right. So, let's go to, uh, let's go to insurance here. Our ninth one mm-hmm. out of the 10 that we're doing. Yep. Uh, and of course, anybody who, if you've never picked up on it uh, in, in our intro, in our outro, there's a little voice that goes fail. Uh, and, uh, and that's, uh, from the groundhog day movie. So that's the, yep. uh, the, the insurance guy, uh, anytime that I think of insurance, I always think of that character, Ned Ryerson, yeah. uh, even though clearly, you know, insurance people, you know, do, are not, that's the cliche, right? That's the cliche. Yeah. 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 But let's talk about insurance real quick. Cause again, this is probably not a big fight or even a big point of contention, but it may just be worth having that discussion because, you know, when we're in our thirties or forties or whatever the case is, we got young kids. We're like, yeah, we need the insurance, blah, blah, blah. Probably both agree on that. But as a retired couple, one may feel like we don't know, we no longer need any insurance products of any kind. And the other says, well, wait a minute, there could be some value there. Right. So let's just kind of, let's just kind of talk through that or talk with our advisor about, Hey, do we need some? And if so, how much? And you know, all that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. So to me, this is um, first has to, has to start with running the numbers. You know, is there a need for insurance? What happens if? And in our financial planning process, this is part of it. We, we stress test the plan once we've developed a plan that works and everyone's on the same page and comfortable. Now, let's see what happens if one spouse passes today, five years, 10 years down the road. To answer the question, is there a need? Do you actually need life insurance before you even get into the you know, discussion of, well, do I like it or not? I mean, let's see if there's a need, Yeah. you know, and, and then you can, at that point, now that you know the facts, now you can start making a, a more informed decision. And I've had a scenario where, you know, if the, if the husband passes away, well, the wife is comfortable with a certain lifestyle, they don't want to give that up. So they're, they definitely want to have life insurance on the husband, mm-hmm. you know, but yet then working at the other direction. I mean, if a wife passes, and maybe she wasn't the primary earner, but there's still going to be things that the husband maybe can't do that or hasn't done that she does or vice versa. Yeah. You know, that maybe you would want to hire some help to have that done, cleaning the house, whatever it is, you know, maybe you don't cook and she did all the cooking. So now you're going to, you know, be out going to restaurants more often eating out, you know, so there's those discussions to have, but I've had it too, where the husband says, look, if, if she passes, I can adjust the lifestyle and make it work. I'm not worried about it. So right. that's fine. But have the have the numbers first. Know what is the scenario? What does it look like? Do I need it? Yeah. Now you can make that decision. Yeah. I mean, you know, for many couples, you know, sometimes the grandparents wind up being the primary daycare service for their for right. their grandchildren. Right. And if unexpectedly, unfortunately, one of either one of them passed. Uh, that could be a heck of a cost that the kids can't afford. And so maybe right. the grandpa- the other grandparent wants to, uh, you know, kind of assume that cost and that's right. eating into their retirement account. So right. insurance could be a way to kind of, you know, again, kind of provide in some extra money for that. So uh, yep. no matter what job it is, you know, it, it can be costly, right? 
Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And then the final one, number 10, financial management. Uh, this one certainly could be an, mm-hmm. an easy point for an argument because especially the last 10, 12, 13 years when the market has been overall pretty great uh, yep. with the exception of a couple of blips here and there in 2022, um, you know, do we use someone or do we do it ourselves? Right. So right. same conversation around using like TurboTax or, you know, any of that kind of stuff where yep. it's like, ah, we don't need to pay somebody. We'll just do it we, ourselves. Right. I've done, and, I've done it, you know, so far and I've got us to where yeah, we're at and so it's far. Totally so why, why do we need somebody? Yeah. Well, and that, that's the point right there, Phil, is because so far and so right. far is usually building up to this thing called retirement. You've been right. building the money. How the hell do you keep it? <laughs> That's right. Well, and that we've had this discussion a lot of times that, you know, getting here, getting to retirement is way easier, is way easier and, yeah. and totally different than now that you have it. How do you spend it most tax efficiently protecting it from the market? I mean, there are all these different factors right. comes into play yeah. and confidently, Yeah, you know, and, and oftentimes part of that discussion is, you know, again, one spouse has maybe been the primary earner or they're even not, they're the one that handles all the finances. They're making the majority of those decisions and and that's been fine and worked well throughout their lifetime. Yeah. Do they want to be the one that handle it into retirement? Cause what happens if something happens to them, where does that leave the other spouse? Now they're not only having to deal with the grief of the loss of their spouse, but they have no idea how all this works and they, they had no interest in it. And who, you know, I don't so. know. I don't, I don't want a full-time job in retirement. Yeah. You know, to yeah, me, and that's the other part of the decision too, is that, is yeah. this something you really want to spend your retirement doing? Cause so. it can take a lot of time. Mm-hmm. It can. Yeah. So, I mean, if it's a hobby, you enjoy it, you know, maybe it's okay. Take it, take a piece of the money play with it, enjoy that, you know, as long as it fits into the plan and it's not going to harm the rest of the plan from working, maybe that's a good alternative to let that spouse still have some involvement And, and there, there should never be, you should always still be involved, you know, even if you're oh, working for with an sure. advisor, yeah. you know, but I mean, there still has to be to some extent, some hands off because you're not the one making the investment decisions of buy this, sell that and actively, right. you know, in there. But do you want to really do that? Maybe that's where you, you have the side account set up and the, the hobby money, so to speak. That There you go. You can do that, you know, that, and that'll help the other spouse maybe get some more confidence to say, yeah, okay, well, now I know somebody else is really kind of helping us direct this. So if something does happen to the, the spouse that was more handling the finances, then the the other spouse now has somebody to go to. So, well, if the point of this this podcast, the last two, has been you know trying to stave off any financial arguments in retirement mm-hmm. over money, to me this one just le- doing it yourself into retirement just opens the floodgates for that. You know, right. it's not even about yep. whether we pay somebody or don't pay somebody. For me, it's like I'm not going to argue with you because you're getting on my case because you think I didn't do something right, or vice right. versa, right? Or we yep. do make a mistake and it does cost us, and sheer panic kicks in now. Yes, and we're really right. I mean, there's just too many variables uh, for losing, you know, potentially losing our retirement uh, accounts, but also just the stress and the tension and the potential. Mm-hmm you know, daily or weekly or monthly arguments that could come up because you're trying to handle the distribution of uh, 401ks or the IRAs or the social security maximization or the insurance conversations uh, or how it's going to affect tax. You know, it's just too much, right? right? You know, so it's it's always good to have that third party to, to 
for the two, the the couple, the top. You two, get to take to the blame. Bounce Phil. things off. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm the advisor. I can take the blame. And, it, right. and that's fine. I mean, it, that's part of our process is, you know, we can help walk them through that to be the one to take the blame. That's that's fine. You know, it helps their relationship kind of work it out. Well, it's at least it gives somebody. Right. So they're starting to fight about something. It's like, well, let's yes. just ask the advisor what happened. Right. Exactly. Or, or let's just talk with them. And it does remove a little bit of that kind of uh, your husbands and wives are still going to fight. Married people are still going to fight. Right. Yeah. You don't need, of, you don't, yeah. you don't There's need always disagreements. There's, right. yeah, you're not, you're not going to be on the same page every day. All, you know, right. All but I think, life. you know, removing some of these potentially really, really heavy duty argument barriers is, is a great idea. And, and anyone who's been married for any length of time knows that, right. right. Uh, we're taping this that tomorrow is my uh, t- the 19th anniversary. Ooh, oh, almost got caught. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, so, you know, it's like, you know, you, you, you want it, you know, if you've been married any length of yes. time, stuff's going to happen. Right. So where can we kind of maybe uh, uh, cut this off at the path or pass? Right. Right. You know, ahead of when, time. you know, even in that, a lot of times, um, maybe one spouse doesn't see a, a certain way versus the other spouse does sure. and they don't want to believe that spouse. And maybe they're right. You know, so this way you go to a third party, you got a mediator that now they're exactly, they're both more willing to come to the same page. And I, it's funny because I've had that discussion where, you know, one spouse has talked to the other and, you know, they've had this discussion and, and, and it ends up being, we, you know, they come to me and, we work through the numbers and it's like, well, yeah, they're, they're right. And, and, you know, so that's the worst, but they wouldn't, they wouldn't do, well, yeah, that's kind of the worst for the spouse that was trying to push the, the, uh, the decision, but, right. but at least again, it gives the other spouse that um, maybe didn't agree to begin with some confidence to say, okay, well, this is a professional. They know that, I mean, it's what they do. Yeah. 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 You know, so now I'm more comfortable with that decision. And maybe it cuts down on the, see, told you. That, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. It might not. Maybe, 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 maybe not. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Well, Sometimes there you go. Sometimes that does come into play. But. This is true. All right. Well, that's 10. So the last two podcasts, we've done 10 things where 10 items where you might want to have these. Well, you might. You really should have you should. these conversations yes. with uh, your spouse, your, your loved one. Uh, about some important points to to work through. Uh, start having these conversations together. Phil, I can't remember if it was you or someone else that I was talking to that told me a couple of weeks ago that uh, some, a couple sat down in front of them and something came up and they said, oh, great. Well, now we can buy a camper, I think, and we're going to go. Yeah, our, yep. and, and the other person went, since when? Right. That's right. Yeah. I mean, I've had that come up where they start to talk about, you know, what does retirement look like? Blindsided, kind of right? They have no clue. It. Exactly. And, and that was one of the discussions that came up is the, the one, I think it was the husband said, well, you know, I, I've always thought about maybe getting a camper and we can do some travel. And the wife looked over to him and said, what? Right. Since when we've never camped, you know, right, I never right. knew you had an interest in that. So right, right. It's, it's, I always joke and say, okay, wait a minute. I got to take my, my financial advisor hat off and put on my, uh, my counselor hat. Now we have to yep. have this discussion. So. Yep. So hopefully this podcast will serve as a kickstart for that, for folks to have, start having some yep. conversations through some of these pieces. And then, uh, you know, try to try, you know, try to talk through them a little bit with each other. And then of course, Absolutely. you know, 
Get a third party involved as well by working with a financial professional like Phil or someone else who's got the right qualifications for what you need with your retirement journey. And you can find Phil and all his information at philstaxhacks.com. That's our podcasting site, but it does link you back to his main website as well. And you can follow us on Apple or Google or Spotify or YouTube. Uh, Don't forget to hit that subscribe button, uh, click the little uh, heart button or like button or whatever it happens to be on the various different apps. And again, you can find us on Apple, Google, Spotify, YouTube, and at philstaxhacks.com. That's philstaxhacks.com. Enjoy the rest of your vacation, my friend. Will do. We'll see you next time right here on the show. Investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.